Who is Robert Breaker, and what do we need to know about his teaching? Are there different kinds of Gospels? And is the King James Bible the only divinely authorized English translation? The answers when we understand the text. This is When We Understand the Text, a daily study in the Word of God that we may be conformed to the image of Christ. Visit our website at www.utt.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Here once again is Pastor Gabe. Thank you, Becky, who is not in studio with me today. She had a baby appointment yesterday, which is usually when we record the broadcast a day in advance. So she's at home resting. All is well. Baby is healthy. Thank you so much for your prayers and your encouragement and your gifts. We've been getting gifts from folks. Thank you so much. (laughs) If you want to know how you can give to us or send a donation, the information's on our website, www.utt.com, and click on the Give tab right there. We are four weeks out from the Wokeness and the Gospel Conference coming to Denton Bible Church in Denton, Texas, June 11th and 12th. What is going to have a booth there? So we'd love to see you there for great speakers like Dr. Owen Strand, Daryl Harrison, Tom Buck, Rodney Brown, confronting some of the heresies that are being pushed in our culture as if there is another way to unity or the uh, reconciliation that we are to have in Christ Jesus. There is no other way, but only through the gospel of Jesus Christ. So come and hear such great speakers and fellowship with like-minded believers at the Wokeness in the Gospel Conference, June 11th and 12th, Denton Bible Church in Denton, Texas. Go to wokenessandgospel.org to register. All right, so being Friday, we take questions from the listeners. I only have one question today, but we're going to cover a lot with this question. You can submit your questions to when we understand the text at gmail.com. This comes from Joy. She says, hey, 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 Pastor Gabe, spelled it just like that. I really hope all is going well with you all. Uh, The correct word there is y'all. Everything's going well with y'all. Yes, we're doing great. So my cousin was talking to me about preachers he likes. He said he loves Paul Washer and John MacArthur and Vody Bauckham. But then he told me he watched and really loves Robert Breaker the most and has been trying to refer a certain movie to me that Mr. Breaker references. I was wondering what you knew about Robert's teaching and if he is a solid teacher. I looked up his videos, and I have not had a moment yet to evaluate his teachings because there are so many. Yes, he not only has a lot of videos, they're really long. (laughs) But uh, she goes on to say, I love your breakdown so much about teachers and was wondering if you wouldn't mind helping shed light on this guy and also how to respond to anyone who says says things about books they think should have been in the Bible because Breaker uh, will say that the book of Enoch should be in the Bible. I don't know if I have time to cover that. I might have to wait for another broadcast to hit that point. But uh, Joy goes on to say, me and my cousin realized last year that each other truly loves the Lord, but we recently were able to communicate more and more last week and talk about favorite pastors and podcasts. Thank you for your time. God bless you, your precious family and the ministry and all that God has given and entrusted to you. It is truly a blessing. I appreciate that, Joy. You are appropriately named with the beginning of that email, the, the, the way your email starts. Your parents aptly named you Joy. 
So anyway, Robert Breaker is an interesting guy and someone who is never few on words. But look who's talking, right? First of all, let me say what a great name. Robert Breaker. Sounds like he should have his own G.I. Joe action figure. I wonder if he ever goes by Bob Breaker because that <laughs> that's just a cool name. But I can't heap a whole lot of praise on the guy, unfortunately. I first became aware of Breaker because of his videos making end times predictions. And these videos of his will get into the millions of views per video. I don't think Breaker really had that many views on YouTube until he started setting dates about certain prophecies. And now he has nearly a half million subscribers on his self-named YouTube channel. I've done a couple of what videos featuring Breaker. They weren't exactly about Breaker, but I included clips of his teaching. One was the video on King James Onlyism, because Breaker is a King James Onlyist. He has gone as far as saying, if you do not have a 1611 King James Bible, you don't have a Bible. I doubt even Breaker is using a 1611 King James Bible. The other video I did featuring Breaker was on different kinds of false prophecies. Let me play that video, and then we'll pick up from there. First John 4, 1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. God has revealed his truth through his prophets and apostles who gave us the Bible. It is by that word we test all other words. Here are four kinds of false prophecies to look out for. The first is bonkers, random made-up nonsense, like when Jennifer LeClaire wrote about a squid spirit. There's no such sneaky squid spirit stalking saints in scripture. A second kind of false prophecy is the blandishment, empty promises that stir up false hopes. While you were worshiping, God just changed your whole financial situation. I don't know who that's for, but I'm, I'm rejoicing with one of those college students. That's the kind of stuff psychics and fortune tellers do. It's not of God. A third false prophecy is bleary, just vague predictions. This is something the Holy Spirit has spoken to us. And so the word of the Lord for 2017 is the breakthrough year. Very exciting. That could mean literally anything. The fourth false prophecy is busted. Very specific predictions that are total failures. The Spirit tells me Fidel Castro will die in the night. Then you can combine all four and you have a prophecy bomb. Now, I don't know what's going to happen on September 23rd, 2017. But whatever it is, it's going to be something big for the nation of Israel. In Deuteronomy, it says, How do we know the Lord is not spoken? When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the word does not come to pass or come true, it's not from God. And the penalty for false prophets is death when we understand the text. So that guy that you heard in there saying, I don't know what's going to happen on September 23rd, but whatever it is, it's going to be big for the nation of Israel. That was Robert Breaker. He takes all of those elements of false prophecies, bonkers, blandishments, bleary, and busted, and he comes up with these prophecy bombs. I suppose I should have called them prophecy breakers. <laughs> I could have kept the B theme and thrown his name in there. Foo on me for missing a creative opportunity there. Anyway, Breaker makes these hour-long videos, and he's always got that whiteboard behind him where he has the timeline with the cross on it. Then he adds doodles galore. And it almost always includes some kind of dispensational end times theology. And he's on like the bonker side of dispensationalism. I've not seen a single video of his where he doesn't include some dispensational element. He doesn't exactly say things like the rapture will occur on this date, 
but he gets really, really close to saying stuff like that without saying exactly that. You'll watch this hour-long presentation, and then he'll say, so what's going to happen on September 23rd? I don't know. It might be something, but it could be nothing. Great. (laughs) So you just wasted an hour on nothing. You could say that about every single day of your life. What's going to happen today? I don't know. It might be something, but it could be nothing. He's baiting people into these prediction videos And that's why he has, as of this recording, 60 million views on his YouTube channel because he makes these false prophecy predictions. Robert Breaker is a false prophet. First, you have his King James onlyism, which is a straight up lie. The King James Bible is not the only divinely authorized English translation of the Bible. The greatest flaw to King James onlyism is you cannot find King James onlyism in the Bible. Not even in the King James Bible does it say this is the only divinely authorized English translation of the Bible. Second, you have his con artist prophecies that he makes that the Bible says absolutely nothing about. First Timothy 1, 6-7 calls this vain discussion, desiring to be teachers of the law without understanding either what they are saying or the things about which they make their confident assertions. And Robert Breaker fits right into that camp of false teachers. Now, what about the objections? Some have argued with me that Breaker does verse-by-verse Bible teaching. And isn't that good? He even emphasizes that on his YouTube channel, that you must do verse-by-verse teaching. And every time I've heard him say that, he also adds, from the 1611 King James Bible. (laughs) It's good that Breaker encourages reading the whole Bible, but folks, for all of his talk about careful examination of the text, he does a lot of reading things into the Bible that are not there. His King James onlyism and his false prophecies are two examples of that. Here's another example. Let me play for you this clip where he talks about the ministries of Jesus and Peter and Paul. This is Robert Breaker. Well, when the church started, God chose Peter and told Peter to go out and preach. And Jesus Christ, a Jew, went to Jews and sent out his apostles that were Jews to Jews. Well, the nation as a whole rejected their Messiah. That's when Peter went to some Gentiles in Acts chapter 10, not 10 and 11. Well, eventually God called Paul. And God revealed some things to Paul. And the Bible says the Apostle Paul is our apostle, according to Romans chapter 11 and verse 13. And we today are under Paul's ministry, not under Peter's ministry, not under Jesus' ministry. We are under ministry of Paul, and Paul's gospel of 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. The scriptures would strongly reject this interpretation. We just recently read in 1 Corinthians 1, the Apostle Paul said, starting in verse 11, For I have been informed by Chloe's people that there are quarrels among you. Now I mean this, that each one of you is saying, I am of Paul, and I of Apollos, and I of Cephas, who is Peter, And I of Christ. Has Christ been divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? Peter preached to the Gentiles in Acts 10. Breaker acknowledged that. But he did not have a separate ministry. He was among the disciples who were told, Go therefore into 
all nations. Matthew 28, before ascending into heaven, Jesus told them, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Acts 1.8. Romans 11.13, the reference that he made there, does not mean that Paul is the Gentiles apostle and Peter is the Jews apostle. They both preached to Jews and Gentiles. The letter to the Romans was to Jews and Gentiles. Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Now, Breaker could have made a stronger case if instead of Romans 11.13, he had referenced Galatians 2.7 and 8. Paul says, seeing that I had been entrusted with the gospel to the uncircumcised, just as Peter had been to the circumcised, for he who worked in Peter unto his apostleship to the circumcised worked in me also unto the Gentiles. But even here, this is spoken about in a general sense. Paul was a Roman citizen and a very well-educated man. So in the providence of God, his ministry has a broader reach to the Gentiles than Peter's did. But where did he go first whenever Paul entered one of these Roman or Greek cities? Where did he go first? He went to the synagogue, as in Acts 18, 1 through 6. He went to the Jews first and explained to them that Jesus is the Christ, the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. And when they rejected the gospel, he took it to the Gentiles, which he would have done anyway. It's not like the Jews did not believe the gospel, or, or, or that if the Jews did believe the gospel, then Paul wouldn't have gone to the Gentiles and they would have just been out of luck. Again, Paul was an apostle to the Gentiles because that was his primary ministry in a general sense. Not that Paul is our apostle and Peter is the Jews' apostle. That's a silly myth. Even worse than this, Breaker says that we're not under Christ's ministry but we're under Paul's. What? Jesus is ministering to us now. He is ministering on our behalf right this very second. Hebrews 1 verses 1 and 2. God, having spoken long ago to the fathers and the prophets in many portions and in many ways, in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed heir of all things. The whole book of Hebrews is about how Christ is a mediator on our behalf. Hebrews 8, 1 and 2. Now, the main point in what is being said is this. We have such a high priest. We have a high priest. We have a high priest, and that is Jesus Christ, who sat down at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister in the holy places and in the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched, not man. Look at verse six. But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry by as much as he is also the mediator of a better covenant, which has been enacted on better promises. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 24, For Christ did not enter holy places made with hands, mere copies of the true ones, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us on our behalf. 
And then we go out as ministers to the world on his behalf. We preach the gospel to the nations as all the apostles did. So what Robert Breaker is doing here is going against what Paul said, what, what he rebuked in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. There are not different apostles unto whose ministries we have been baptized into. There is Christ who ministers to us and for us, and he sent out his apostles. And then likewise, we are sent out to be ministers for the gospel, ministers of the ministry of reconciliation, as Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians. Now, what about those who will say, but Robert Breaker preaches the gospel. So what's what's wrong? What could be wrong with him? He preaches the true gospel. Well, even when Breaker is sharing the gospel, even here, he still wanders off into myth and speculation. You heard from him in that clip say that the gospel of Paul is 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 4. The text says this, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. By the way, who did Paul receive that from? He received it from Christ. It was not preached to him by another man. It was given to him by revelation from Christ himself. Okay, so this is what Paul received. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. I listened to Breaker do a presentation of the gospel reading from 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 4. And he also warned people as to what is not the gospel. He said that there is no sinner's prayer in the Bible, which is true. He said that asking Jesus into your heart does not save you, for you could ask another Jesus to save you who is not the Jesus of the Bible, and that would be a false gospel. Breaker is absolutely right about that. But even in this basic presentation of the gospel, Breaker wandered off into the weeds. He said that Jesus took some of his blood into heaven and sprinkled it on the altar of heaven. He makes constant references to the blood of Jesus. Not that you believe that Jesus gave his life, but you must believe that he shed his blood because the power is in the blood, not the life. But that's silly. I mean, it's even funny that he makes that distinction according to 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 4, because this passage says Jesus gave his life, not that he shed his blood. Leviticus 17, 11 says, for the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it for you on the altar to make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that makes atonement by the life. There's nothing mystical about Jesus' blood. He spilled his blood, dying on the cross as a sacrifice, to show that he gave his life as a fulfillment of the system of sacrifice. Now, Breaker's teaching is not unusual in this sense. I heard a lot of this growing up, especially among Southern independent Baptist circles, not not Southern Baptist churches, <laughs> but those Southern independent Baptist churches that Jesus blood was something otherworldly or divine. Friends, it is not. Jesus blood was just like his body. It was completely human in all its properties. Jesus spilled his blood to show he gave his life as an atoning sacrifice. 1 Corinthians 15, 3-4 only says that he died for our sins, emphasizing the life, not the blood. 
I, I just point this out to show how Breaker, even in something as basic and as essential as sharing the gospel, still wanders off into myth and speculation. He can't even stick with the simple gospel. Worse still, I would submit to you that Breaker is a heretic who distorts the gospel. First of all, there's the problem with the fact that he says that if you are reading a Bible that is not the King James Bible, then you are not reading the word of God. So if you preach the gospel from any other translation, you would be preaching a false gospel according to Breaker's qualifications. And that's a lie. And it's already a big problem in Breaker's teaching. There is nothing in the Bible that says any such thing that the King James Bible is the only divinely authorized English translation of the Bible. Secondly, Breaker teaches that there is more than one gospel. Not that there are many false gospels. Breaker says that there are seven true gospels. And we are living in the age of the sixth gospel. The first five gospels were only for the Jews. And we're in the age of Paul's gospel, which is the sixth. And then there is a seventh gospel during the Great Tribulation. This is just a, a, another in a long list of examples of how Breaker reads things into the text that just are not there. Listen to this. So the Apostle Paul says, Moreover, brother, I declare unto you the gospel. There's no other gospel for today. This is the gospel. Now let me show you something. There are five gospels in the Bible, and I won't go into that here, but... Okay, so let me let me interrupt there for just a moment. So in this video, he says there are five Gospels, but he has another video entitled Seven Gospels. So he can't get his own teaching straight. It's hard to keep your story straight when you're lying. He just comes up with these fanciful ideas and he turns them into videos with a million views. This is kind of like when Benny Hinn said that each member of the Trinity is a Trinity. Did you ever hear that whole fiasco with Benny Hinn? So the Father is a Trinity, the Son is a Trinity, and the Holy Spirit is a Trinity. So there are nine persons in the Godhead. That was according to Benny Hinn. Breaker does this same sort of thing. First, there are five Gospels, and then there are seven Gospels. And he comes up with this idea, he reads it into the text, and then he finds that idea everywhere. As it says in 2 Peter 3.16, the ignorant and unstable twist the scriptures to their own destruction. Avoid teachers who do this kind of thing. All right, let's continue. But let's go back to uh, Galatians. And remember in the book of Galatians where Paul says these words? Galatians 1.8, But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel in you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so say now again, if any man... Preach any other gospel in you than that which you receive, let him be accursed. Paul says in verse 8, if any angel from heaven preach another gospel. So here we have the true gospel, and this is the gospel of the death, the burial, here's the coffin, and resurrection of Jesus. He said, if anybody preaches any other gospel than this, he's accursed. He said, if any angel preaches any other gospel. Why would he say that? Well, at the end of the church age, you see, all this here is the church age. So I'll write up here, church age. And this is the only gospel for us that are alive today. But after the rapture in the tribulation, there's going to be an angel coming from heaven preaching another gospel. Did you know that? Let's look at that. Go to Revelation chapter 14. 
So we need to rightly divide the word of truth and understand to whom it is written. And Paul was clearly saying, if any angel preaches any other gospel, don't even listen to him. Only listen to this gospel for us today. But then, then there will be a time when there will be an angel that comes preaching a different gospel. So, let's see, I believe it's in Revelation chapter 14. Let's see if I can find it here. Verse 6. Revelation 14, 6. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation and kindred, tongue, and people. Saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come, and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains and the waters. I had a person email me and say, I don't find the rapture in the Bible. I don't believe in that. Well, then you have a problem. Paul said this is the only gospel for today. And then in the future, there's another gospel coming. And an angel's preaching that other gospel. So something must take place so these two Gospels don't be preached at the same time. What is it? It's got to be the rapture. So the rapture is coming, and when the rapture takes place, this Gospel will be over, and there will be an everlasting Gospel in which an angel preaches, and he's not accursed. But if that angel were to preach that today, he'd be accursed. Romans 14.7 is not another Gospel. That is the eternal Gospel. Once again, Here's what the text says. Fear God and give him glory. Right? Because the hour of his judgment has come. This is like Jesus preaching, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Verse 7 goes on. Worship him who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and the springs of waters. How would that be a false gospel if it's proclaimed now? Where is the error there? So I would be preaching a false gospel if I were to proclaim that? My friends, the Bible does not speak of different Gospels. There is no other Gospel. Galatians 1, 6-7, I marvel that you are so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different Gospel, which is really not another, only there are some who are disturbing you and want to distort the Gospel of Christ. And then verse 8, and it means what it says. Even if we or an angel from heaven should proclaim to you a gospel contrary to the gospel we have proclaimed to you, let him be accursed. Remember that 2 Corinthians 11 warns us that Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Joseph Smith did not heed that warning. He listened to a, a false angel. Well, he claimed that he did. And came up with Mormonism. Muhammad did not heed that warning. He listened to, at least he claimed that he did, the angel Gabriel, who gave him the Quran and the, the false religion of Islam. They listened to angels preach to them another gospel. This is not a reference to an angel preaching a different gospel in Revelation 14.7. The gospel is Christ. The announcement that Jesus has come, that he died for the forgiveness of sins, that he rose again for our justification, that he is seated on high, that he ministers on our behalf, that he is coming again to judge the living and the dead and all who are in Christ, who believe on his name by faith, will reign on high with him forever in his eternal kingdom. There's the gospel. 
And Robert Breaker distorts that gospel. We have his King James onlyism, his false prophecy, his wandering off into irreverent and silly myths, and his distortion of the gospel. The Bible is clear that this kind of teaching does not unify, but causes division. Do not be a Robert Breaker. Avoid such false prophets and teachers. I hope that answers your question, Joy, and I hope I did that in the 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 manner that you wanted the question answered. As for the thing about the book of Enoch, I'm going to have to get to that another time. But God bless you, praying for you and for your relationship with your cousin, and uh, and hopefully this ministers to him as well. Let's finish with prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gospel that has come to us, that somebody ministered to us with the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that your spirit changed our hearts that we may hear the gospel and believe it. And so help us to walk in these things all our days, understanding the implications of the gospel, how it changes our lives, how we are to love one another, how we are to serve God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Keep us in your truth, and may we not wander off into vain discussion, into myths and speculations, but love the word of God and rightly handling the word of truth, that we may be properly equipped for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, as it says in Ephesians 4.12. Thank you, Father. Sanctify us in your truth. Your word is truth. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. This is When We Understand the Text with Pastor Gabe Hughes. There are lots of great Bible teaching programs on the web, and we thank you for selecting ours. But this is no replacement for regular fellowship with the church family. Find a good, gospel-teaching, Christ-centered church to worship with this weekend, and join us again Monday for more Bible study when we understand the text.